Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of Abraham Labs podcast, which is a conversation between an AI user and an AI builder. And today, before we go ahead with our journey of becoming AI enablers and becoming billionaires, let's just for a moment talk about a particularly interesting question or paradigm about the AI world and how it can or can't replace humans and if it does how much time do we think it will take and in those lines okay let's get started hi sir how are you i'm good thank you yeah so so i feel that there's there's been a lot of uh, debate around this question of can with the advent of gpt4 which is the closest thing that we have to human intelligence or general intelligence so the question has been raising so far so far is can you know gpt4 in these before the gpt10 can any of those models replace humans when i say replacing humans i don't mean in some small environment of certain domain and mm-hmm. can it completely replace humans doing most or all of the tasks that we are so good at and uh, mm-hmm. and i just want to uh, keep this open i don't want to push my opinions on you or the, on the audience i just want to give you some facts tell you some facts with some examples on why i think we can see uh, uh and explain why i think that way and how it matters to the overall humanity and history this is equal so let me just let me first start with an example definitely definitely please yeah so uh, this example may seem vague but stick 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 with me till the end and you will see where i'm going so nine somewhere around 1970s there was a gorilla in a san francisco zoo named koho and the researchers have taught it to speak and understand sign language okay mm-hmm. after years of research and years of training it achieved a vocabulary of around 2000 words which is around what a small kid like 3 or 4 years kid can easily understand and speak mm-hmm. and that's been an astonishing you know it's been featured in national geographic and it's been really an achievement something that we thought earlier wouldn't wasn't able to wasn't uh, something we thought earlier it means something we thought earlier cannot be done because mm-hmm. we know that our intelligence human intelligence there's significant difference between our intelligence and other you know creatures in the world's intelligence and this being an animal though it's uh, meant to be close relative of us then there's still significant gap between how our brain evolved and how theirs and uh, this some animals speaking a language which is not generally required for you know chimpanzees to you know generally required for gorillas to do it's uh, quite astonishing and there's been a lot, lot of research going on in that but so far we don't we have not seen 
many more animals which can speak sign language any other language okay and we have not seen it. so the so the poco lived for at least 45 years and in its lifespan it has not uh, learned any other language or has improved our the vocabulary of the sign language you know why why am i comparing this to ai to the AI paradigm of our discussion is to me i think this gorilla and coco is like our chat gpt mm-hmm. it's something which is which was thought to be below intelligence of humans uh, from mm-hmm. for many long from many since many long periods of time and now because mm-hmm. it's, it's can, it can do a few things it can which you know it can it is able to just do a few things in a certain domains in a in a constrained environment from doing those activities does it mean it can exceed humans in doing these activities just how this pogo has not improved to become a sign language expert or improved to speaking other 20 other or even at least one more actual language i think there's only there's a limit to what we can scan on uh, something now now we are not sure if gpt4 which is the latest chat gpt model and the one closest to human intelligence or artificial general general intelligence is actually just a large language model is it just transformers because it's completely closed sourced no one knows except people in open ai what's going in there no one knows no one knows how many parameters it has no one knows no one knows the difference between its architecture and gpt 3.5 or gpt 3 or any other prequel models architectures it can be anything we don't even know you know if it's actually just imitating the humans or if it actually has some consciousness what well, i'll just put a pause here and i'll share from a user perspective is it okay yeah sure sure go ahead well as a ai user i want to actually when you compare with uh, the coco with the current gpt so the first and foremost comes to mind is that specific experiment was done back in 1970 when the technology was very limited and the resources were also uh, could be a lab uh set up and everything so basically they didn't give access to end user in the sense like uh, they haven't produced more quantity in developing that skill set to other animals or whatever the back then and uh, it never gave any experience to the end user but if you think if you look right now the chat gpt whatever it is happening is shattered by open ai they suddenly initially it was only for developers but for a moment they trained a lot of data set and because of the transformers the lot of processing is going on and that processing actually helping to create a content which is a generative basis it's it is generating a new new it's not new it's actually re- trying to understand how humans communicate and uh, giving the 
output is actually making human life much better and as an end user as a user i try to use in my business say for example i'm a content writer and i'm looking for inspirations not that everything i look from what ChatGPT is providing but maybe it is giving an option where i can actually brainstorm kind of a thing just play around and look for this areas so tell me like how can we compare that experiences from 1970s to 2020, uh, 23, like, uh, what is your call on this? Okay, so, so I did not understand what you're speaking about the end user perspective, but I'm talking about the, about if this AI is as intelligent or is, can it be intelligent as humans, okay? So the first question you asked is, can uh, if it's, it's back in 1970s and there is so much now it's 2020 there is so much advancement in technology so my question here is do you think when researchers and the government and other companies have found out that an animal like gorilla can can do speak the sign language do you think they would have just stopped there I don't think they would have just stopped. I think they would have done many, many research. I think there's, there's still research going on in that particular uh, field where they try to see the intelligence of animals and how it compares to humans, right? Now, in my domain, where we deal with medical imaging, uh, microscopic images, we, you know, it's really hard to get uh, images from human brains because, you know, for all the purposes that we don't have to talk here, so the, most of the images we get are from either, you know, monkeys or all those chimpanzees or gorillas or rats because they are the closest, they have the closest, I mean, they, all these animals have the upper layer of brain called neocortex, which is the real mm. cognitive of function of human and we do deal with oh. those. So there's, there's research, there, there's still research going on in that domain of how these animals think and you know if they have emotions if they have any kind of consciousness or these kind of things that we do yeah i agree i agree so when it comes to the end user here chatgpt is not just uh, about the technology human workforce but actually helping the human to do much better work is what I believe as per my experiences with the current models, with the current offerings which I can get. Yeah, and, I, uh, I completely agree with that point and I'm not, that's what, that's what I've been saying. There are many people and there's a lot of confusion around this question where many experts or, you know, people yeah. who are deemed to be AI philosophers who are, you can understand the AI intelligence and the human intelligence are saying that we are close to general intelligence and if that happens, humans are doomed. And you know, we are pawn mm -hmm. off of our, that questions. I, I, I agree with you because that happens with any kind of automation. Back when Ford launched, launched its first car, the same thing happened. Many mm -hmm. people lost their jobs, but even more people got the jobs on uh, assembling these, manufacturing these cars and everything. That kind of shift Will ha will happen sure in any kind of automation we see we have seen that number of times, but but there's a lot of confusion around if is this intelligence 
if it goes ahead can it be more intelligent than humans and if it does what does it mean to humanity does it mean that it's an extinction to humanity or and that's the second part of the question the first part of the question is can they become can they become more intelligent than humans in any time soon is what we're talking about in this episode if ai becomes the the higher intelligence uh, species of this world like how we have other animals which are lower intelligence than us if it be, if it exists us and which i mean you know exists in every task that's what intelligence is intelligence you know that 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 the concept of intelligence is being able to adapt to different tasks with near to zero or zero context and being able to quickly learn those in a simple you know like in a, in, a, in a span of days or weeks so mm-hmm. talking about that part and i'm arguing why i don't think there's a possibility of an ai of that power in any time soon okay so my second argument on that is okay now we don't know we don't exactly know what's in the gpt4 model like i said on already but mm-hmm. if we that was the thing we can believe is that you know it's, it's even larger llm with even more layers mm-hmm. and even large maybe like trillions of parameters if mm-hmm. that's the case my argument is that the loss function it's still okay so the loss function mm-hmm. defines how to measure the difference between different probability distributions right like mm-hmm. like when you say or give something and it has to reply it just first year it wants to create a probability distribution of what you have said and map it to a category and depending upon that category give a reply or answer that okay i don't mm-hmm. think an individual a human individual's loss function is anywhere close to that because i mean we we evolved depending upon our environment right depending upon our survival like we learned a lot of things from the ancestors depend as we move on we might even forget is innate capability to do things if we don't need them. okay so the loss function of humans keeps changing and i don't think we have a particular singular loss function like these uh, llms we have different kinds of loss function and uh, it has this fluid nature of changing depending upon what we do in like if you are playing a game loss function is if you're playing if you're playing any game or anything that has to do with that straightforward with some rules i think the loss function is a bit different and when we have something when we when we do something different like arguing with people or in heart or all these what you say this this things that need a higher cognition and higher creativity think that that thought function is a bit different where where you have where you can take risks and say things like not you know completely toned down but but still still make the point clear to the other person and uh, different aspects is thing what i believe okay so so the llms are strictly statistical models right okay 
so they have uh, and i believe that intelligence can be statistical but i don't think yeah. that human intelligence is statistical it has something magical mysterious about it that we have not figured out yet because as right now we we have we don't have a complete idea of how brain works okay because there's been, there's been some speculations that intelligence is even inside the neurons so we are not sure you know, how this small brain of ours works so and i think based on whatever we know so far uh, there's a large gap between the loss functions which when limit the intelligence to pick up to come in those to human intelligence okay so do you have any questions on that uh to me they won't be such a scope to create that much environment or that much data isn't available so what if governments like small governments uh, where they don't have a good gdp or it is not that great when it comes to making uh, revenues in terms of imports and exports what if they opted for te- using the technology and they want to give all the data the government entire data into a uh, training these models and wouldn't that sufficient to make a better decisions and uh, become much when it comes to globally so how about that example as an example how do you consider that it may not be like governments like us or india may not be interested but small countries like nigeria or south africa lots some part of different countries may opt for that specific revolution they want to see how the technology can help them get more value for their people so when they start giving the inputs test the entire army or military data or naval data everything like the administration data so how would that wouldn't be doesn't even say no matter no matter how much data you give to them it's still mm-hmm. gonna be the loss function is still gonna be categorical cross entropy that's my whole point so the loss function so, sorry so what does this actually mean like cross so categorical cross entropy is a reward function is to put in simple words which measures the difference between the probability distributions of different inputs it gets and puts them into categories depending upon that when so when we have any model like llms it uses this loss function to categorize the the content that we give it and use in that this loss function to further answer it okay okay so what i'm saying is that the the loss function is so basic in the sense that it has to put this uh, it has to find the it has to predict what this particular input that we gave it belongs to and imitate human in responding to that what would human want in that particular category or class today so even forget now because we don't for gpt4 let's forget that its loss function is categorical cross entropy maybe they have figured out a different kind of maybe the complex 
last function it did what do you maybe then if we give it enough data i mean is, this is this all is futile until gpt4 becomes open source i mean if we want to understand what's been happening okay if we want if we want to have a conversation if that can do that we need to understand because because we don't know like if okay let's let's let me give you a simple example okay so when you ask uh, chat gpt if it's conscious or anything about consciousness it gives you an answer it's it gives you an answer so we don't know if this is an actual answer from the model or if it if it if it had if it just figured out that you know this is what most humans talk about in the training data and this is what they would say and just imitating the humans in saying so and so right because we humans as a conscious being we every time we speak we you know we we speak in those terms when we whenever you say i me or i think or you think you know this all becomes a part of this con- consciousness conversations and uh, we don't know like if if there is an actual consciousness consciousness if this is actual consciousness to the model or is it just imitating humans and acting like it has consciousness right because we don't do whatever the metrics that we have so far for gpt4 are just on evaluation based or we don't know how the model has been trained or uh, the knowledge oh. function anything about that so so yes so yeah so what so in, so the example that you give where we give oh. more and more data so that to that to happen we need to understand that if this is just a large language model even large and maybe with, everything remains the same but just you know it's, it's just a bigger model with the more parameters but i don't think that's the case because if that had been the case open ai would have open source gpt4 i think they have yeah. something they have created some changes to the architecture maybe smaller yeah. and and that made the model fit and they don't want you know it to be in the wrong hands and that's the reason they're closed sourcing it got it got it i completely agree with that because there is a time limit also so specific time you can only input of some maximum number and they also in the advanced version they actually connected with online whereas with 3.5 it is not there so i do agree with you yeah yeah it's not where it can uh, it can understand pictures it can answer questions on pictures again so again the thing is can it actually understand that does it actually know that a watermelon is blue and uh, okay let me just give an example uh, here and i think that would help you understand clear okay so there's been so so two people are stranded in uh, islands the middle of a sea so these two islands are close enough for them to see each other and understand that there are two people one 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 on uh, one each on the island but they can't hear or communicate with one another okay and slowly after a few days they have found that there's been a cable that's being passed between these two islands which they can use oh. for communication using morse code oh. and they have been doing this communication for weeks 
Okay, just talk mm-hmm. about everything. Just spend that. Just you know, spend that time in the islands. And mm-hmm. on one fine day, or one uh, unfortunate day, there's been an octopus in the sea that has figured out that there's something happening with this cable, and when it mm-hmm. touched and wrapped itself to it, it can feel the vibrations with the Morse code. You know. Mm-hmm. And you can understand that there's a pattern in these communication. When mm-hmm. when when one person dash, the reply to that would be dash dash dot or something mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. It can it can predict in these patterns. You can use this small octopus brain to figure out that there's some kind of pattern in this. And one fine day, it decided to cut the wire and talk. As the other person, as long as the person talks about what he has done earlier, if he asks, if he says, "How is the watermelon?" It can reply saying, "What juicy and red and everything," because it already knows that there's a pattern here. But if it asks something that it has not been talked earlier, something something's rare, like something if if it asks like if if the person asks like. What should I do? Monkeys are attacking me. And the reply would be, "Have a great day," because <laughs> doesn't understand what it's saying and just gives some kind of output, just to make sure that the other person is not skeptical. And this, this really correlates well with uh, our chat GPT with until GPT point five, I must say, because mm-hmm. at the same time here that the, the Conversations that these two people had are kind of like the mm. training data set for the GPT model, okay. and it's smart enough to use the patterns from other kind of data and mm-hmm. few short learning on a specific different type of data. Okay, mm. so what is few short learning? So it's the capability of a model or any being. To learn the patterns from a small set of data from the training set and use that to answer many different questions in that particular domain. Like, if when 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 let's assume that GPT model had only some MB of data on music, okay, on creating music and and everything like that. And it can use yeah. that, you know, to answer a different area of questions. It might be do, it might be go wrong, but it can, it can do it plausibly better than you know other kind of models, and answer questions yeah. on that. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is what few short uh, learning is, and ChatGPT was also trained using RLHF, which is reinforcement learning using human feedback yes. that it has to give an answer 99% of the times unless you can clearly disagree and deny to answer okay and that's the reason you get all these weird answers uh, you know hallucinations and you know creating fake citations and everything because when humans teach it we have the answer we don't teach the model to you know to not give an answer mm-hmm. and you know and that's, that's, that's just like the octopus saying that I need to reply back or the other person might get skeptical so this is what I'm saying. So it can never do zero short learning so far. I have GPT 3.5. Now I'm I'm leaving GPT 4 out 
again because so far if you look at the evolution metrics it can do zero shot learning in a few in a small case of domains but not mm. but i just don't want to on the gun here because we're not sure about the what's inside the model but we can i think we can safely agree so far we have not seen its capabilities in zero shot learning but okay. but if you look at humans is different we are a very we are a very good zero shot learners and as babies for the first couple of months we learned a lot of things just by looking not even interacting Learn children. There's a whole world around us. We just learned that there's this so and so person called father and so and so person called mother, and that taking call here obviously. And they just they learn to understand. You know, speaking different communication languages based on their needs. You know, that their pattern, their crying differs based on what they need. If they if it's sleep or if it's if they're hungry, you know, and everything. And they learn a lot of things just by looking at that. I mean, just by looking, sitting in a small room, they can understand a lot of. physics in the world and which is really hard for humans so which is really hard for the llms or the models right mm. the models we are we already have seen a model which has beaten the world champion in chess way back in 1999 but it mm. learned to simple tasks in sense of what humans can do like you know understanding the physics and using it to drive cars or to walk or to grapple things yes. or to move things that's really hard for it because of how innate ability to easily understand this physics without much learning okay yes. so, so what are your thoughts on this oh uh, see if you ask me on the basis of as a user perspective i happen to see a lot of when it comes to using the physics and trying to build robots and uh, getting things done so i'm not very sure what to what to come up what to comment on this specific part because you were saying that it can't be possible or it is not this thing but unfortunately on linkedin whatever i see there are some or say a robot is just on a ramp it is just jumping like a professional pro and creative wonders and uh, everyone was uh, clapping and getting boosting kind of thing so are you comparing these all things also these all parameters also or else you are not talking about this as for this particular for this particular topic like again a bit uh, human jobs or uh, human uh, this thing okay the first thing is i never said that i'm not able to jump or walk i'm just saying that it took a research of at least a century or even or maybe at least a, a half century for them to be what where they are where humans a newborn human can learn how to do the same things just in a span of weeks or days mm. okay that's what i'm saying so it's not still just about learning okay they have been trained extensively on data both in deep learning using deep learning and reinforcement learning to be able to do those things mm. and still they are mm. they are and still they are unbelievably inefficient compared to humans in some you know when when i'm pretty sure they can't walk or jump or run or crawl like humans can do i have seen these videos where they have replaced humans with robots humanoid robot which can which again you know they can do specific tasks like if you have a robot only to jump then 
they lost mm. injuries completely designed to do that then they can easily exceed humans and they have exceeded in way back but what i have mm. seen in a video is it's a humanoid robot which is trying to pick up things and put them in a box or in a container okay it's working and it's, it's it can do a, a lot of things and that model it's in that then that robot is so slow compared to humans okay okay and what i'm trying to say is that even if it was able to do that there's still a case that it will fail in some other in a new environment a new uh, domain which has it, it has not been trained on and it required millions of or data to that but whereas humans we can learn it just by making a mistake once okay now let me give you a simple example like when you're going up a hill on a car when you're, when you're learning to drive this is a part of the driving class right where you go up a hill and you yeah. have to stop the car this and we know that and that if you turn the wheel one side the car will you know pull back the, the other side it will hit the curb okay yeah. even if you don't understand that intuitively you might fail once and you will never in your whole lifetime will repeat the same mistake yes but for 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 whatever you have seen with self driving or for whatever we have seen with robots it has it has to first of all get a lot of data of humans doing it then it has to get it has to do this thousands of times itself and understand why it's failing and then it has to do again a thousand more trial and errors to not repeat that and to find a solution you know to do it correctly so one and saying you know when when i say they they are not zero sort learners they are not self supervised learning models like us sir you you or i we we feel physics okay in a in a, in a really simple sense right we just feel the like gravity of it but we know how these things work by just looking at them by just looking most of the most things okay why do you think we are able to drive so quickly like people can learn driving in 20 hours even when they have disability mm. the reason is mm. we know how much the wheel should turn to take a right we know the physics of things even though we have not manufactured the car even even though we know we know nothing about how these cars work we can still really clearly understand how the physics of it works and don't you think it's so astonishing that given the data that we have and the experience that we have we can do that and at the same time giving so much data and so much space for a model to do it can't do anywhere close like self driving started in 1998 and even even older than that and there's been lot of research on that you know in many different universities and many corporations and still now we don't have level 5 there won't be humans in the car okay you come to drive it some there are a few companies which can do that but they they can only do that because you know, they have a fleet of cars which talk to each other in some really not so complex roads you know in these kind of like highways or interstate roads where this is mostly just following the lane just going straight okay but whereas someone with a one one eye or one ear you know even we don't have the required like like tesla has like somewhere around 6 to 7 cameras surrounding it 
with two eyes and even if we don't have one, we can do a better job than these models can. Understood, understood. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying when I say that our loss function allows us to be a very good zero-shot learners. So, do you think that people can't train that part, getting them better and better with time? I am not sure, sir. Again, okay, the first thing I want to tell is that I am I am really happy and really, you know, really glad that we have this open source models like Llama, Alpha and everything. Okay, all these models. But I can definitely tell that these models don't come anywhere close to GPT-4. Okay. Mm -hmm. A week back, we have seen the first model, which is Junior, which can surpass GPT 3.5 for the first time in a, in a, in a specific task. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not even GPT-3, GPT-4, only GPT-3.5. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so my, my understanding when we talk about the AI is you're talking about GPT-4 because that's the closest and that's the most advanced AI in the... In, in, in. Sorry? What about Google's BARD? Yes, sir. Okay. So, okay. We can, I don't know about the bird, but we can say that all these, like the Google's bird and Bing and GPT-4. If I have, there's been not, I have not seen any specific comparison between these three, but if I had to believe on what I know, I think GPT-4 still surpasses these models. When you, when you look at, you know, the whole uh, generalization of the AI model, but let's say all these all, let's keep this all these three in, the, in 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 one equal performance criteria, and let's just okay. Okay, let's just call them you know what you say tire one models. Okay, got it. Noted. Okay, now what I'm saying is that these tire one models to understand like what's happening inside them. If we can do whatever you said with the more training, we need to understand what's actually happening in in the training process or in you know what's the architecture and everything. Okay. Mm. We can't, unless we have a, another model, which is equal and the open source model, which is, you know, equal in its performance compared to mm. GPT-4. Mm. Mm. Yes. So, and my last point is, my last point is that, so there's been a, there's been this research going on, how do we create intelligence? Okay. So the first okay. thing that humans did it, uh, is they thought, you know, when just pour and pour more compute and more knowledge mm. to these models and they would be able to use that and, in, and create interactions between these and, and be able to achieve intelligence and that failed. And then we, mm. then what we learned is that if we could understand how human brain works, we can use that and create mm. artificial models. Mm-hmm. that structure and maybe that can be helpful and that's okay. where there's extensive research going on in the human brains and that that's when we we were able to understand that these neurons how they fire these electricity between each and how this transform or how they how they send the data and receive the data and use that to decide on things mm-hmm. and to make uh, complex decisions understood and we have built you know, we have built new, new networks based on that. Mm-hmm. But my point here is that the architecture is same between the neural nets of humans and the neural nets of machines. But mm-hmm. do you think would, that would make them the same? Like, 
I think it's some, somewhere like because a table has four legs, it can be a cat. <laughs> because, because when we don't know like how our brain actually works, when we don't know like if this intelligence in, in inside these neurons um, or what's even inside the neurons, when we don't know how efficiently they can communicate within each, I don't think we can believe that, you know, we have completely imitated the process of our brain and that's the reason we we have these models that you know large enough model of the size of a brain we can uh... I understood, I understood. so can we sum up this to the conversation like yes yes uh, do you have any other questions or to me at this point of time I I agree that we may not replace as a human completely, but uh, there are high chances that more professionals are, I believe in human resource, like I, I share background and I believe or I have seen that people when they work, when they start working on specific tasks, they actually find solutions. So I think they can actually prove that to make a supercomputer brain kind of a thing, the intent may not be that to rule us. So that's the, not the reason they will create. But uh, there is a high chances that these people want to invest more time and resource and computing or whatever and uh, try to create that artificial brain kind of a thing, which is equally to humans is not too long is what my perception at this point of time it may be wrong also or uh, may governments try to limit for certain level and ensure that it is uh, used on different purposes and not for public public availability is what my observations or my predictions are yeah sir it's uh, it's it's really really hard when you make predictions of the future and both of us, you know, can go wrong in this. But, uh, you know, one thing I can agree is that I, I just, I can agree that there is no doubt about the human perseverance. But what I'm trying to say is that we humans are are really complex beings. And uh, it's really hard for them to understand ourselves first. And then maybe we can use, after we do that, then we can completely use that information or that knowledge to build more minds. I just want to spend some time talking about what happens if we have a super intelligence. What happens is we can create a model or a machine that surpasses human in intelligence. Yes. And, uh, why I don't think that would be the end of humanity. Exactly. Would be mm. you know, using these resources and that's the reason they would kill them. But it doesn't make sense to me because so far, in the human in the in the, in the world history, people oh. beings of the same kind have gone to war. Mm. Yeah, Fifth World War One, World War Two, humans fought humans, and that's mm. what will happen even in the case of World War Three. So, mm. and you know what? Yeah, we 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 don't we ne we never fought chimpanzees or gorillas or you know dogs or whatever. They fight the same we fight between the hours and that happens with every different species. And True. and I think that's the same happens with AI, right? 
if if the, if if we have created different kinds of AI which can think for themselves, and they have come to the conclusion that there are no more resources, the first thing they would do is they would fight in between themselves and kill one and take their GPUs or hardware instead of killing humans, right? What? Because that's I mean, it's it's again that's that's the easiest thing for them to do instead of killing us and and our our atoms are valuable only when we are alive. When we die, their values decrease by a lot of by a lot by a higher. Our atoms value drops to their extent when we die, mm-hmm. alive. But that's not the case with other AI models or you know whatever uh, that machines that you know even when. Even even when they're plugged out, we can use those GPUs. That, and I think even if that's not the case, I think they would better go to you know other planets nearby and use the resources there. You know, where it's completely you know free for them to use. There's no one to stop them. I think that's what yeah. I think that's what easier for them to do rather than killing humans. And because we won't die easily, right? We will obviously retire. You fight back, and that's creating all this war, and uh, that that taking place for years, and then replace, then completely ending the humanity and uh, using that. I think that's a harder task for uh, AI picking than simply looking for other resources between themselves or looking for other planets or maybe other galaxies if they can. And uh, another, and another, another point. Here is. Uh, do you have any questions on this, or do you have any anything to say? Nothing. nothing. Uh, no, no questions. I'm I'm good uh, with whatever the conversation is going. So we can continue further. Like you can complete the pointers which you want to put it in the last. Yes. Yes. Okay. So so yeah. So I think that's a completely different discussion uh, about what will happen, and we can we. I think I believe that we have yeah. thought of. Yeah, that could be a where we folk amount of uh, create something such kind of. So that is a completely different conversation. So we'll have. Uh, I have given some arguments, uh, you know, helpful to you, you know, to come to decision mm. on whether AI can replace or can't replace.